Welcome to the Fantasy End Podcast, where we share our love for all things fantasy and discuss the broader speculative fiction industry. Welcome to the Fantasy End. Welcome to the Fantasy and Podcast. Today we're talking about book titles. What makes a good book title, what our favorite book titles are, everything about book titles. I'm Tam. I'm Shania. And I'm Travis. And how about we start off with what we're all currently reading? I'm reading uh, a nonfiction book called Birds in the Ancient World by Jeremy Minot. And I think this is actually a book with a really great title because it is about birds in the ancient world. <laughs> It's exactly what it says it is, Uh, specifically ancient Greece and ancient Rome, and just about how they were used, cooking and eating them, how they were kept as pets, how they were used in mythology, stuff like that. It is exactly what you would expect it to be and very good. Okay. I am actually listening to something at the moment, and it's an audio drama called Super Ordinary (laughs) by Tandon Productions. And I kind of have a thing for superheroes, and this is a different take on it, which I really enjoy. So it's a lot more, I don't know, intimate. Although the audio genre is more intimate anyways, I feel. Anyways, so the basic gist is that people have superpowers and they're not like easily controlled. So you've got like someone who's viewed as a big bad villain, but all they really have is panic attacks that happen to tear down buildings when they have a panic attack. So they can't really control it. And then you also have like a hero who has superpowers whenever he's drunk but he's kind of trying to recover from alcoholism, and how does he handle that? So uh, I think it's a fascinating story. And I'm currently reading Seven Devils by Laura Lamb and Elizabeth May, which, contrary to the title, I am yet to see any mention of any devils, Um, although I have not been reading it very long yet, so there may be, at some point, seven devils who turn up and do things. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that at some point. Um, moving on, what um, what is everyone's favorite titles or what makes your favorite titles? So I made a list of titles which I really like because this is the homework that Travis gave us. And some of my favorites are uh, things like The Woman Who Rides Like a Man by Tamora Pierce, uh, The Empress of Salt and Fortune by Nivo, and uh, The Trojan War Will Not Take Place by Jean Giraudoux, and The King Must Die by Mary Renault. And also special, I know this is more than the three that he asked us to do. This is five. Um, the fifth one is Escape from Baghdad by Saad Hussein. And Escape from Baghdad ends with an exclamation mark, which I think is really fitting for the book. And what I realized from that is that I really like long titles. <laughs> so for me, I guess what I really like is when the title is really, really long and has a really like nice beat to it, you know? Yeah. Those are very rhythmic titles. They have like a nice meter to them. You've kind of got that flow. I'm trying to like remember a single title that you just mentioned, <laughs> but I did notice that for all of them. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah. You had some extra titles. I actually thought of nine titles that I liked, um, but I did cheat and I broke it down into three subgroups for why I like them. So, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> There's a German word, Streba, which is a person who tries very, very hard. <laughs> oh, that's very educational thank you <laughs> um so there's just something where i just like straight up like the name 
so The Lies of Locke Lamora by Scott Lynch, uh, because A, I love the rhythm to it, and B, I'm a sucker for alliteration. I also like really long titles that just have kind of memorable names. So uh, from Benedict Patrick, Those Brave Foolish Souls from the City of Swords. Really, all of Benedict Patrick's titles are very interesting. Yeah, he um, has great titles and great covers. Yes, really like solid presentation, A plus all around. And then uh, The Traitor Barry Cormorant by Seth Dickinson uh, mm-hmm. just rolls off the tongue. So much better than just The Traitor, I think, is the UK title. Yeah, yeah, I agree for sure. And yeah, it is. The Traitor is just not as cool. Oh, and then so uh, I also like titles with more than one meaning to them. So The Girl with All the Gifts by M.R. Carey, because I guess Pandora from mythology uh, was known as the girl with all the gifts. Uh, But also there's the added baggage of Pandora's box, where that kind of wasn't a good thing to go along with that. Um, Plus, it's just literally like a very gifted girl is the main character. And it sort of frames your expectations in a certain way that's very interesting within like the first five pages. Um, The Sudden Appearance of Hope by Claire North both because it's literal, where there's a woman named Hope who always suddenly appears because no one can remember her, and also because like she's kind of suddenly bringing hope against this big, bad, evil company that she's fighting. And then The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison, just because you can't read that title and not ask questions and not wonder, like, what is this fifth season? And then uh, my other kind of third category I like is ones that are relations to others where like the titles clearly progress in a meaningful way uh so i guess one of the more recent ones is gideon the ninth harrow the ninth electo the ninth uh which ones they're just intriguing enough names where it sounds cool uh but also like once you start reading them you realize the titles kind of have like an extra meaning to them um and then i also like the heart striker series by rachel aaron just because they're all kind of plays on existing sayings so nice dragons finish last uh, one good dragon deserves another. Um, I'm actually having trouble remembering all the other names, but uh, I, I really no like good dragon ones. goes unpunished. Yes, and oh, last dragon standing. I think that was the last one. Yeah, um, and we missed number four, which is that I book. I like the least, race. so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the series, but that book I didn't like as much. <laughs> a dragon of a different color. Uh, no good dragon goes unpublished. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no good dragon goes unpublished. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, and then there's actually one that I'm very mixed on, uh, but it fits into this group of titles as they relate to others. So the 12th Dresden Files book changes. Uh, I actually think all of the Dresden titles are very bland and boring, um, <laughs> but they're just like two generic words that kind of relate to the story. Uh, cool. But um, changes is good because... It breaks that format. Like, so the book is all about things changing inside the book, but the word changes literally breaks the title format of the rest of the series. So I liked that element to it, even though just the one word changes is kind of a very bland, boring title. Okay, I'll get down off my uh, pedestal talking about all of these titles. <laughs> well, you stole all of the titles that I had on a list that I did not at all make and was thinking up on the spot. Um, yes. <laughs> I am the opposite of Travis here and did not do my homework, mostly because I wasn't actually reading (laughs) the chat well enough because it happened at 2am and I was asleep. Um, But I do still know what some of my favorite titles are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuses, excuses. It was 2am and it's been a busy day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
much like Travis, um, my personal favorites are generally ones that have double meanings. And I was actually going to use the Hard Striker series here, but he already did that. Um, but another one is <laughs> Going Postal by Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Which um, a, a lot of comedy books um, go a similar route. And Steve Thomas has one which is Midlitch Crisis, which I also like the ring of. And I like that it's got that double meaning there and gives you a bit of information in it as well. It's interesting that we are all kind of into longer titles, right? Except for changes, as you said. I feel like there's just more room with longer titles to play with expectations and to do something that breaks format. Because, I mean, there's a lot of like the X of Y or like the X, Y of Z or something, right? And you can fit 80% of fantasy titles into there. It's good when there's something that really draws you in, right? For example, like uh, Mary Renault's... um, the king must die, you know, you just, why must he die? What king? What are you talking about? It really draws you in immediately in a way that the X of Y doesn't really. Well, I guess one question I have for y'all is, can you separate titles from like the cover and your experience with the book if you've already read it? Because I know like most of the books that I'm saying, oh, I love this title. I also love the book. So I, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I feel like it's harder for me to separate title and cover um, then title, cover, and book. The title and cover are just really linked somehow, right? Because that's what you see on the front. Whereas when you're reading it, it's something else. But it's definitely easier for me to think of books which I liked and don't like the title of. And it's easy for me to think of books which I... Yeah, yeah, let's put it like that. But it's hard for me to think of books which I don't like and not think, oh, also the title sucks. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Tra- uh, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, um, for me, I can still like a title without liking the book, but it feels a little bit weird to come out and be like, "Yeah, this is a fantastic book title." I really hated the book. Like that—that that seems kind of counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I wouldn't just be like, "Yeah, I really love the title of this book." I read the book and I really hated it. Like that, that just wouldn't happen um, because I don't really want to draw attention to the fact that I hated the book. But if I talk about the title, then people yeah. kind of expect me to go on about the book. And, and so you can end up in this kind of weird place where it's like, yeah, th- this title is really, really good. But other than that, I'm not too fond of what's going on in the book and not a big fan. But at the same time, there are the opposite where it's like, I hated the book and it's title's kind of crap. <laughs> and I feel a lot happier saying that because I'm not saying bad things about a book that, no, hold on, that doesn't make sense. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, the like <laughs> and the dislike, I also got confused halfway through speaking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Trav? Wait, was, was there a question there? No, just your answer to the, your question. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to separate those things. Uh, I guess... The purest experience would be like if somebody is telling you about a book title and you don't have the visual comparison to add on it. Or maybe like if you're browsing books in the bookstore, which I haven't done that in a while. Uh, (laughs) If you're just like looking not at the face out book covers and you're just seeing the spines. I mean, there's stylized art and like uh, design and everything going on for most spines, but it's a lot less. And you normally just like pretty much see the title. Um, 
not, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to separate, but uh, when a title does stick in my mind for a while, like I figure it's probably a pretty good one. Uh, another thing that I was kind of curious about is, so is there a difference we think between titles that just sound cool to us as readers and what publishers think will sell? I guess so. Because I mean, I, I do actually have a prepared example for this because this made it immediately onto my list of don't like titles and I felt very conflicted about it. So I wanted to justify it. Um, Tell <laughs> so, us. Uh, the Farseer Trilogy by Robin Hobb. I really don't like the individual book titles. Assassin's Apprentice, Royal Assassin, and uh, Assassin's Quest, I think. Um, just because it's very misleading. Uh, I see a lot of people who pick up the books and they go there's barely any assassinating going on and i'm like well i mean yeah it's not really about that i mean yes it's very prominent in the titles but that's not really the core thrust of the story i guess but at the same time i can't deny that probably a lot more books sold because having assassin big and bold on the cover probably picks up a lot of fantasy fans yeah it does the opposite for me i i start getting really annoyed with books that have assassin in the name because it's so common. I, I can think of so many books with assassin in the name. And I'm like, I get that there are assassins in your book. And it's the main part of your book. But it's becoming really common in names where it loses any impact. Yeah, there's a few words like that. Like um, assassin, king, sword, shadow, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely like, I don't know, a pool of maybe 50 fantasy and fantasy adjacent words that you see circulated in titles a lot. But actually, I also, Robin Hobbs, um, uh, Assassin Apprentice, that whole series was actually also on my list, but not for the same of, of titles I don't like, but not for the same reason as you. Um, I just find it really confusing. <laughs> I just started it. I've only read Assassin's Apprentice so far, and I find it extremely hard to remember what comes next and what's from the next trilogy. And then there's something about the fool and then the golden fool. And I just, when I'm in the library, I cannot remember what is happening. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's tough with her books, right? Like the second series is what a ship of magic, mad ship, ship of destiny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I always get confused. I guess it's her thing now, but yeah. I, I do like that. It has a naming convention. But it's a naming convention that's very easy to get lost in. Like, if it weren't yeah. sixteen books in the realm of the Elderlings, then you could get away with it a lot easier. Like, you you can kind of get away with the Live Ship trilogy and the names of them because it's only three books. But if you look at all the books that have Assassin or Fool of hers in the title, there are a lot of them, and it's just like which book is in this series and when do I read it? Yeah, should I read Fool's Assassin or Assassin's Fool next? <laughs> I, I don't think that second one's an actual title. I don't know. I would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, which I mean, yes. I, I want to say I really like the books uh, or the book that I've read so far. It's really, really good. Just just specifically the title. Yeah, no, I, I would strongly agree with that. I guess, so I know I was saying one of the things I really like with titles is how there's like, this logical relation to each other and how they progress. So, I mean, that's kind of a counterexample of that. I think another counterexample would be the Broken Empire series by Mark Lawrence. So, Prince of Thorns, King of Thorns, Emperor of Thorns. For me, it's uh, a little generic sounding titles, but also 
the progression is too logical, if that makes sense, right? <laughs> like it's it's too logical, too literal. Like I could probably guess the next title in the series without even having heard of it. So I I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like a double-edged sword. But I really like S.H. Akrabordi's ones. Um, the City of Brass, the Kingdom of Copper, and the Empire of Gold. I think those flow really nicely together. I do love those titles, yeah. yeah. They are very good. I guess it's because the the metal changes. <laughs> it's not the City of Brass, the Kingdom of Brass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's like the double progression, yeah. I also like Fonda Lee's ones, though, and they're all Jade in the title. It's Jade City, Jade War. True. And I think, well, Jade as fuck, but <laughs> um, I think the third one's actually Jade <laughs> Legacy. Yeah. But that one would be bad if it was like Jade Empire, right? Or Jade Bigger City, Jade Metropolis. Yeah. I think it's when it's either the progression is so random that it doesn't really make sense uh, and you can't really tell the books apart, like with some of the Realm of the Elderlings books by Robin Hobb, or if it's just like very ABC, like the for me, I think like saying Prince, King, Emperor is very mm -hmm. kind of like too straightforward, but like or City, War, Legacy is not that, but you can still kind of see a progression. Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense at all, definitely. Yeah, that does. I'm, I I think I agree with that. When there is a form of progression that's not necessarily okay, there's only one way to go here. As with Prince King Emperor, like you, you're that's linear and makes sense. Whereas when you're going city war legacy, it's like oh well, what's happening with the war that's caused this sort of thing. So like it, it's kind of prompting further questions whereas if you look at prince king emperor it's at very least you know the main character still alive and probably the outcome of the book beforehand because he was a prince and now he's a king so you know guesses as to what happened there i think part of that for me like side note is the covers as well because it's literally like the same cover art but he's like a kid and then he's getting a crown put on him and then he has like a throne or something so, like, the covers are kind of a literal progression as well? Mm, yeah. Okay, uh, so if you guys have any other thoughts, uh, we can hit those first. But then I want to just dick around with the title generator. Um, I was going to say that I really like what um, Brandon Sanderson's done with his Stormlight Archive books, how the book title is actually relevant to something in his world. Like, The Way of Kings, there is also a book in The Way of Kings called The Way of Kings, which is what is referenced in the title. I really like the way that he's done that and that the titles have in-world meaning, even if there isn't that much out-of-world meaning to us when we start reading them because Way of Kings could really mean anything. Like a name drop sort of thing where it's, ooh, it appeared in the book. Do you guys like name drops in books, actually, or do you find it cheesy? It, it depends what you're name dropping. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like when... You know, and then title, title drop. Suddenly the title comes up in the book, like like Way of Kings. Or like, uh, I think probably the classic is when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then one last thought. Uh, so I, what I, I think my least favorite titles are actually ones which are translated. Um, when I walk around the bookstore, because I live in Germany, I see a lot of books which I recognize, but they are in German. And I think... Most of the title translations, which are not literal, are horrible. 
Um, so, for example, the worst one is Josiah Bancroft's Stenlin Ascends, which into German is translated as In the Tower. And I just, I, I loathe this. There is nothing good about it. It is the most bland thing ever. And I mean, I guess they couldn't find a nice word for Ascends in German. But still, you know, they should try harder. What, what is the same, title in the actual German? Im Turm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the same way, like, Uprooted became the dark heart of the forest, and Spinning Silver became the cold kingdom of silver. And what's even worse is that sometimes, um, I can't think of an example right now, but in general, sometimes they take a German title, but then they also add an English subtitle to it to make it look cool, but it's not the same as the actual English title. So they put in some more English to make it cool, but not the original. And this also really annoys me. I mean, I guess part of that's just like the trouble with translation in general. Like Sinlin Ascends, you've got like the nice kind of rhythm and like almost rhyme to it. But I guess that's kind of hard to translate. And then Uprooted kind of has like the double meaning there. I don't know if that translates to German. Yeah, but like, so Senlin Ascends has also been translated into Russian, and there is called the Ascension of Senlin, but it has that same double meaning, and it's really, really nice, you know? Uh, okay. You can definitely work things out if you try hard. Wow, now I just insulted all of German translators, but you know what? They deserve it. <laughs> you know fight. <laughs> okay, do you guys want to look at the uh, fantasy title generator? Yeah. Yes, I'm keen okay. for this. Uh, Link us. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess I can't actually link. Oh, wow, that's a difficult... Oh, is it Paras? Yeah, so this is actually a fantasy title generator from Para over at... Uh, I wrote this down so I wouldn't mess up her website title. Oh, uh, yeah, this is from Para's blog over at otherworldsreviews.wordpress.com. Uh, so she made a title generator that kind of talks about... Or that kind of shows what we were talking about, where there's very formulaic titles sometimes, like the X of Y, or the XY, or the X of Y and Z. Uh, and then you can just like click the Generate button and see what happens. So let's see. The Wine of Bastards and Halls. Okay. Uh, I got the Blood Flame of the Light Hall. I have the Lost King of the Night Honor. I'd read that. The Dance of the Hidden Souls. I got the Iron Gold. <laughs> No, that sounds like an actual mysterious. title. <laughs> that, that's an actual book. That's um. Is it? Yeah, that's Wait, a yeah. Rising oh. series. Yeah, by Pierce Brown, the next Red Rising trilogy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the Blue Wheel of Spectre, which I'm really sad it didn't finish with the Blue Wheel of Cheese. Can you tell that it's midnight and I haven't eaten dinner? Okay, but yeah, I think uh, this kind of the fact that you can make a fantasy title generator and it sounds almost or exactly in some cases like with iron gold like <laughs> what you would see on the shelf in the store uh i think it's interesting i find titles really hard to come up with like i'm writing an uh an orpheus retelling for zara right now and i cannot think of what to call it i hate it i just want to publish it with no name because it's just the worst. At least on like when you write fan fiction, you can just always use a song lyric, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, I love that song!" And you can just do that. But if it's a published book or original or whatever, then you can't do it. So it's really hard. So I sympathize. Yeah, I was gonna say you could pull out like lyrics. Like I think Boston has a song called "Don't Look Back." But there's a whole musical about about Orpheus. So I definitely can't do that. I mean, I yeah. Like, oh, well. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, 
Any final thoughts on book titles? The titles are really hard. So I sympathize. Titles are hard. But they can also be really important. So don't put Assassin in there again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so I can really uh, understand why there's like actual publisher meetings where they get a bunch of people in a room and they're like, all right, what's this title going to be? Because like, yeah, it's it's not easy. It's easy to judge as readers seeing the final product. Let that be a lesson to us all. It's easy to judge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's literally what we do as a blog. We judge people. It's not that easy. <laughs> um, Tam, you want to do an outro? Uh, yes. Um, that's it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Inn podcast. Um, join us on Twitter um, and assorted social media sites that we're on to talk about your favorite titles. That was very poorly done by me.